Hello everyone! Welcome to One More Prime, the Transformers Watch Along. I am Mike Schwartz, a man who can't quite remember the name of the main character of this episode. Clambake? Creme Brulee? I am joined by my kids, Emmett and Elsa. Hello! Hi! Who are currently watching the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie. Kids, what do you think? Uh, it's... Boo. At least Yoshi's cute. We are watching Kremzeek, episode 45 of season 2. I bet you're wondering who voiced that lovable yellow ball of energy. Why, it's none other than Wally Burr. Burr was the voice director for the G1 Transformers cartoon, as well as a slew of other 80s cartoons. Burr developed quite a prickly reputation as a voice director over the years. There are plenty of videos on YouTube of Transformers voice actors airing their grievances toward Burr, some jokey, some not. Burr's insistence for prolonged recording sessions was a factor leading to the 1987 animation voice actor strike. Burr also filled in for actors who weren't available to record. That's why Jazz sounds a little different in Kremzeek, Ratchet sounds a little off in Masquerade, and Sea Spray sounds, well, I mean, you just gotta do this, but he sounds a little different in the unaired PSAs, also available on YouTube. I guess no one was willing to scream Grimzeek over and over for eight hours. Apparently, Wally Burr was, and well, it's certainly a defining feature of the character. But what of Kremzeek himself? I think it's safe to say Kremzeek is the yellow standard for Transformers Easter eggs. He's appeared on drink cans and Dreamwave and IDW comics, various billboards and comics and cartoons. He was on the Please Stand By screen in the Transformers animated cartoon. And of course, Kiss players. Oh, we need to get on with the episode? Uh, okay, maybe some other time. Written by David Wise and airing on December 27th, 1985, this is Grimzeek! Oh no. Okay, this episode begins in Megatron's lab. He seems to be building something. And uh, we see right away that whatever he's doing uh, creates the titular Kremzeek. He just pops up and there he is. He's a yellow zap-zap little monster with bright red eyes, always smiling, biting things. Yeah, I... I like the look of him. Mm, yeah. He yeah. he looks like an old like an electric company mascot or something. It, no, it's like those uh old electricity can kill. Oh, like warning labels. Yeah, like don't touch this wire. It it's mm. like that light bulb guy like be afraid of electricity. It can kill. Exactly. Yes. So, okay, we like the look of Kremzeek. What he does is uh, questionable. But anyway. And the pacing. So, yeah, so Megatron, he finds him fascinating, and uh, he puts him in a box. Megatron calls it a circuit trap. So he immediately captures Kremzeek, and he goes inside of Thrust. Megatron's sitting inside of Thrust, like a very good passenger. Look how, look how patient he is with Kremzeek in the circuit box. So he just plans to... Drop off Kremzeek at the Ark, which he does. Thrust flies almost right into the Ark. No security systems at all. 
and drops off the box. They can deal with him in yeah. like the first minute. Wow, this episode gets going. It does. In the worst way possible. <laughs> yep. The box starts to uh, flop around. Optimus Prime turns on uh, the Teletrain 1 screen and just in time to see the box blow up. And Crimson starts going crazy. Just hops around. He flies into the camera. He does a horror movie and goes through the screen. Yeah. And then just runs around and beats a little obnoxious boy. Yeah, that's the weird thing about, about him is that yeah, he jumps through the camera and then he comes out of the of the TV monitor, which he uses the great effect near commercial one. So the Autobots try to confront him. We have Smokescreen, Hoist, and Jazz, and Kremzeek jumps into them and short circuits them and they make kind of goofy movements. Well, don't we forget Sparkplug. Yeah, we also have Sparkplug. Yeah, Sparkplug tries to hold on to him. Like, that's not how you handle pure energy. Buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> Smokescreen has a wooden chair for some reason they have in the arc, and he tries to fend them off almost like a, like a lion tamer. And then Smokescreen goes round and round. He he transforms and grabs his butt before transforming back into a car. He, he's like, Mario just goes... Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. This episode is going to be really hard to describe because it's mostly just Kremzeek causing mayhem. Like, right now, he's going through every single Autobot and making Ratchet spin around. Yeah, poor and, Ratchet. Yeah. Well, Sparkplug grabs uh it looks like a fire extinguisher but he says that it's an insulating compound he sprays it all over optimus prime which he, he was optimus was pretty perturbed at first like why are you doing this but as we see kremzeek tries to jump into optimus prime and he bounces right off kremzeek also grabs his butt he rubs <laughs> his butt and there's like little energy bolts around his butt <laughs> And then Optimus like grabs him and Crimzeek wiggles out and runs away. We should mention at this time, as we see all the Autobots completely laid out and smoking before they get sprayed down with the compound, is that Kremzeek speaks pretty much like like Groot or like a Pokemon, maybe? They said he says his name a lot. The only thing he says besides Choo Choo later on is his name. As the Autobots are chasing Kremzeek, they realize that Teletran 1 is unprotected. And we see Kremzeek uh, jump into Teletran 1. And Teletran 1 starts like broadcasting these really weird uh, warnings. I had to write this down. He says, alert, alert, evil Martian Flingos have invaded supermarkets across the planet. They have come to steal Earth's ammonia. I, that, <laughs> I started laughing. That was... What? To the point where we see like an army outpost and they're like, ha, ah, the Autobots have gone nuts. As we go to commercial one, we find that Kremzeek has jumped through another TV screen and has traveled to Japan. Uh, for what reason? Because Japan's cool. More mayhem. We come back from commercial one and Omega Supreme is <laughs> coming to the front door. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Hello? <laughs> Where does Omega Supreme hang out when he's not helping out the Autobots? Is he still in the forest? Like a, like when we saw him in The Secret of Omega Supreme? Oh, maybe. I mean, he could just be wandering around just like, oh, I wonder what the Autobots are going to have for me next time. Oh, that episode made me really sad. <laughs> Poor Omega. 
but he arrives just in time for Optimus to tell him that uh, he's needed to take the Autobots to Japan. And they go on a rocket to he Japan. Goes into rocket <laughs> mode. We finally get back to the Decepticons, where Megatron's pretty happy that the Autobots are being occupied by Kremzeek, that now he gets to build his energy magnet. Okay, okay, hold on. I just noticed this. There's this fisherman mm-hmm. in Japan who's the same size as the Wavebreakers, despite him being further back. Those yeah. Wavebreakers are either really tiny or he's really massive. <laughs> <laughs> the Autobots land in Japan and they encounter Kremzeek right away. And he's being repelled because they're all covered with uh, spark plugs insulating compound that's nice omega takes off on the beach goodbye have fun in japan no but kremzeek leaps into omega supreme (sighs) he spins and crashes turns into a flower first yeah right back where he took off again omega supreme just a big liability like he always either just explodes randomly or gets taken out fairly quickly like I said before, poor Omega Supreme. He needs, he deserves better. He got yeah. betrayed. And here's where Kremzeek says choo choo because he knows what a train is. And he takes over a nearby train. <sighs> it bounces around like a rubber hose. Like it does not act like a natural train. It looks very cartoony. Yeah, there's got to be a safety hazard. Yeah. Railbots, I didn't want to see you like this. <laughs> you were the best original combiner to Japan. Why'd you have to be like that? Yeah, this is an unrelated train. It, it never transforms. Now, this part I kind of like, where Optimus drives onto the train tracks in pursuit of the train, and all the Autobots are hanging on to him. I, I thought, I had to look closely. I didn't know if his wheels turned into wheels that could go on train tracks, but they don't. He, so he's just driving on top of it. Uh, that works. That hurts. Yeah. That hurts, yeah. And Optimus doesn't know what he's doing. He says, who's had time to think of a plan? So you're just going to hold him like a like a bird? You're just going to squeeze yeah. him? Yep. When you mm-hmm. get him because you're covered in insulating compound? Optimus runs into the back of the train. The Autobots fly off. And then they just get back on. And they go back in pursuit. They go faster, Prime, faster. Slower, Prime, slower. And then he rams into the train. They just jump off. <laughs> Back to the Decepticons, they debut their energy magnet, which is a spiky ball on top of a long spire. Now, is that in Japan as well? The energy magnet? Yeah. Let's just say the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Um, The train stops at the train station. Optimus runs into the back of it again. Optimus says, ouch. Now, Kremzeek is running through... uh, all of the Japanese people. One of them is listening to a Sony Walkman, which actually says a uh, Walkman. There should have been a comma. Walk, man. <laughs> the poor guy throws his Walkman and it explodes like a bomb. Kremzeek oh. escapes and more running. Also, do you notice that Kremzeek has a little tail? Mm-hmm. Like a little yeah. lightning tail? Yeah, it's kind of weird. <sighs> I hope it's a tail. Uh, what? Uh, okay. <laughs> Then he runs into an arcade, which he interferes with this race car game. He's he just, like, um, he goes oh, into the middle. Name? Turbo from Wreck-It Ralph. He's like Turbo from Wreck-It Ralph. I just yes. said that. I said that too. <laughs> the Autobots find Kremzeek scaling the walls up the Shaboya Manufacturing Corporation. So now he's gone from a Walkman 
to an arcade, and now he's in a TV manufacturing plant. Which look like Etch-a-Sketches. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're bright and red. Yeah, they're red TVs, and he's blowing them up one after the other. And now they meet Dr. Shoji Yoshikawa. Dr. Yoshikawa thinks that maybe radio frequencies will help subdue him, so Blaster transforms and starts um, emitting waves. Uh, where Kremzik says, no, no, but then he goes into Blaster, which shouldn't happen because he's coded, right? Yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it. Or is the protective casing vibrating at a frequency at which he can pass? <laughs> but now that he's inside of Blaster, um, Dr. Yoshikawa starts pushing the buttons, and now Blaster's power has only fed Kremzik. And now we have more Kremzik. They are multicolored Kremzik. That one spelled with two E's. That one spelled with three. That one spelled <laughs> with four. I thought you called them plural Kremzik since Kremzik instead of Kremzik's, like moose and meese. You know, Sheep. I yeah, multiple Kremzik. So we kind of go to commercial two with sort of a Gremlins type situation, where there's even more running around causing chaos. We come back from commercial two. And Prime, the Autobots, and Dr. Yoshikawa, who grabs on the side of Optimus, he doesn't even open his uh, cab doors for him, uh, they're going to the nearest power station. As they drive that way, we go back to the Decepticons trying out their energy magnet, and they use it to drain the power of a few passing warships. So now, Megatron is going to use the energy magnet to drain the planet dry. Uh-oh. Back with the Autobots, they are... Looks like they're kind of insulating this... It's like a frame to a skyscraper, kind right? A uh, power station thing. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like they're using it to create, like, a cage. They sense that the power is turned on. Yeah, it's just... Don't touch this thing. It's the size of a skyscraper, and it's it's glowing electricity. It's like... Boy... Yeah, I hope it's like one big bug zapper. The Kremzeeks gather inside of it, and they grow into a giant singular Kremzeek. Oh, yeah. like a giant Godzilla ball of energy. This, yes, yes. I do like that they couldn't resist, but that they're in Japan. They have to sort of have a Kremzeek kaiju. Kaiju. So he, the, the giant, <laughs> the giant... Kremzik bursts out of the out of his cage and now he's rampaging through the streets of Japan. And even to the point where I pause this, this is time code 1705. Uh we see a movie poster for a, a fake kaiju. Looks exactly like Godzilla with a is that a naked woman? It's Hojoni. H O J O N I. Can I translate that? I'm almost afraid to. Let me open up Google Translate. But anyway, the movie poster seems to have a naked woman on there, which... Hey, we have seen ads for, what was it, like cigarettes or uh, wine? Uh, Hokey Smokies. <laughs> mm. It was also like a wine one. Yeah, Ho- Hojoni doesn't translate into anything. That sounds Japanese, right? Yeah. What does it mean? I don't know. And that's a shot of a very buff Kremzik. <laughs> and then he has a big smile on his face. It's like, <laughs> the the yes, tail's starting out. to look... Tail's starting to look less like a tail. Okay. Shush. It looks like one of those baboons you see at the zoo. Uh, Inferno Blast Kremzik with foam. 
But then Kremzik just throws it right back at them, covers the Autobots. The Decepticons, they activate the energy magnet at full power. Oh, they said they're 200 miles off the shore. Yeah, okay. So the Decepticon energy magnet is off the coast of Japan because they turn it on and we see the skyline go dark. And now we're with the Autobots and we see the lights go out in the buildings around them and also that they're starting to lose energy. So is the tower movable on triads or what? Yeah, that is not mentioned. The giant Kremzeek is getting sleepy. Bumblebee lures the tired Kremzeek to uh, another tower. I'm not exactly sure what this tower is. It almost looks like a radio transmitter or something. It might be like a, a radio tower. Yeah. It kind of looks like one of those. But they turn it on and it sucks up Kremzeek. And then it directs Kremzeek to the energy magnet. Okay, so we're going to go over there now. And there's a quick shot where Starscream has no mouth. Looks like he has a, a pencil-thin mustache and nothing else. <laughs> Imagine Starscream with a mustache. And Kremzeek blows up the energy magnet. So the Decepticons flee. So the Decepticons almost do nothing this episode. Yeah, they're, they're like, ooh, a little monster. Okay, let's drop him off of the Autobots. We're going to do this thing. And then, oh, no. Yeah. The Autobots go out to the energy magnet in a little boat. <laughs> now they're kind of wondering what to do with him. And here's where, like, they suddenly take pity on him. They sympathize with him. Like, Bumblebee's like, oh, I don't know. He is kind of cute. I don't think we can do it. This is what's called Stockholm Syndrome, kids. <laughs> yeah, yes, because that, uh, Dr. Yoshikawa says how... Um, you know, energy cannot be created nor destroyed, but it can be dispersed. Even Optimus Prime, who, you know, freedom is the right of all sentient beings, says to Bumblebee that he doesn't belong on this on this world. So He's now, not saying that aggressively, more like it's just not his thing. No, <laughs> I, I yes, yes. Optimus does not like doing this. When he before he presses the button to disperse the Kremzik, he, he kind of covers his his Face with his hands. Like, he, he can't bear to watch. This is what happens when I kill a bug. Yes. For you, Elsa. I just can't deal with them. I saw a little millipede and I screamed. Bumblebee turns away. He can't watch. And then Kremzeek, uh is gone. He looks like a marshmallow in a microwave. He just kind of <laughs> expands. <laughs> and fun analogy. He kind of expands and then explodes. <laughs> Explains. They come back. They come back Stop. to the beach. They come back to the beach where Omega Supreme's still halfway in the <laughs> into the sand. The Autobots are happy because things can go back to normal. And then what happens? Blaster starts moving around, and out comes a Kremzeek out of his chest. <sighs> Kremzeek bounces around. And uh, starts running through the streets. And then the Autobots are just kind of going like, the, oh, no, uh, here uh, we go again. And they chase him away. It ends with them <laughs> chasing him down the street. And that is the end of Kremzeek. I can go first. Okay. Okay. 5.5. I okay. don't really like it that much. It's kind of boring. And... I don't mind. I, I like Crimson's design. I like his character. I just don't like like how they chase him around pretty much the whole episode. It's kind of, kind of like a a goose, a wild goose chase. Yeah, five point five. Okay, Emmett. 
I would give it a four out of 10. Mm. Pacing was off. Uh, so was Frank Welker's voice acting. Yeah, it's like we, they didn't, didn't have mention the, that. They didn't have the settings quite right on his Megatron voice, but uh, he was barely in this episode. So Yeah, that's another thing. Decepticons barely did anything. Four out of ten. <sighs> I'm going to go three. I do like the design of Kremzeek. I like how they were trying to go with a Gremlins type idea of this chaotic thing, but I, I just don't think it worked. I think this would have been handled if the overall tone of the show could accommodate it. Like, I think if they did a Kremzeek episode in Transformers Animated, it would be amazing. Yes, because Animated has a little spark. Yeah. As crazy as this episode was, to me, it wasn't very fun. It was just kind of chaotic and to the point where then it, it just kind of got annoying. Okay, I'm changing mine. 4.5. Okay. <laughs> now that you say that, yeah, it was kind of kind of annoying. Yeah. And in another show, I think it could have worked better, but this it just kind of felt a little pointless, especially at the very end where they try to make you sympathize with this thing at the very end. And then after that, like if he stayed dispersed, if they pulled like the, you know, E.T. or Iron Giant thing, uh, maybe that would have worked better sympathy wise. But then he's back. He just comes out of Blaster's chest and then he's back to crazy, insane Kremzeek. And it, it, like it 10 it seconds just, later, he's alive again. It just means nothing. So I can't give this a very high score. I'm sorry. But I do like the look of Kremzeek. I do like how he's usually uh, an Easter egg in other series and comics. Uh, but yeah, there you go. That's Kremzeek. Um, so thank you for listening. Uh, next episode is Starscream's Brigade. We have a new combiner coming up, everybody. And we uh, hope you'll uh, listen to us talk about it on an all-new One More Prime. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.